people. Give the Lord a big God bless you. Come on. Hallelujah. You can do better than that. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good morning, everybody. You may be seated if you can. And if you can't, stand up. I don't care. Glory to God. Such an honor to be here once again here at Only Believe in Botkins, Ohio. God is so good and gracious. Thank you for coming today. And thank you for being a part of this church. I like this church. I start my, my year off every year. I don't know how many years. Good Lord. 27, I guess, not 27. 28, 28 years. 28 um, years. And I've been coming here, and uh, it's just such a blessing of the Lord. I start my, this is the first meeting I do of the year. If you're wondering why they still have the Christmas decorations up, it's because of me. Yeah. <laughs> I love Christmas. I hate to see it leave. I just love Christmas. And when I first saw them, I thought, my God, where did he get them big ornaments at? Yeah, y'all steal that? Where'd y'all get it? Must have got that out of a mall somewhere. So I guess, but isn't that beautiful? Give him a hand clap. See, we're extending Christmas. Glory to God. What a blessing. Yeah, Kathy, uh, she watched it last night online on however y'all do that. She said, man, the Christmas decoration up. I said, that's for me. They said they take it down after I leave. Glory to God. I, it's my favorite time of the year. God is so good and gracious. Come quickly, Joe. Uh, we brought some uh, resource material. If you'd like to get, get some of that, it'll be at the back. And just real quickly, this is our newest book called Advance. You go from revelation to inspiration to manifestation. How many of you want to advance in life? See, some people advance spiritually, and that's great. But they're, they're sick, and they're broke as a junkyard dog. But that's not advancing. Some people advance physically. They're specimens of physical health, but they're spiritually dead and broke as a junkyard dog. Then they got some people filthy rich, but their bodies are messed up and they are spiritually uh, broke themselves. But God, for you to understand advancement in God's word, it has to be done in three facets, spiritual, physical, and financial. Because the only Jesus some people may ever see is the Jesus in you or the Jesus in me. So we are lights, guiding light. And you know what I love about Christmas? I like to hang a star in somebody's darkness yeah. at least once a year. It's such a blessing of the Lord. This, in fact, I was telling the people last night that the hedge fund, hedge fund operators in, uh, in Wall Street that uh, read this book, they said, this man has a way with finance that we've never seen before, and, it, and they use it. And it's from the God's perspective because there's nobody as rich as God. You know, and that's what, you know, they, they ain't worried about that. They just think money, you know, that's all they do. But what happens is, in the midst of that, we do a little covert operation. Holy Ghost, sneak up on them and get them saved. They don't even know what's coming, praise God. Hallelujah. One time, one of them was talking, and he went, come on, come on. I, he said, what was that? I said, Holy Ghost. He said, I'm a Baptist. I said, no more. <laughs> I hope you can get it. Advance in life. From revelation to inspiration to manifestation, that's back there if you'd like to get that. And then this here, uh, in Florida, a, pa a pastor called me. He said some of the biggest people, um, financial people in Florida there, in the Palm, Co Palm Coast, that's what it's called, Florida. I, I, I wrote a book called The Big 12, My Personal Confidence Building Principles for Achieving Total Success. And I, I, I do this. I did this when I was a sinner on, on the business side. And then when I got born again, I put the spiritual end on it. And it's 12 different ways. You don't, and you can use start number six. You don't have to use number one as number one. You can start number six as number one, whatever. But I tell you what, people all over the world have caught me. Caught, tell me about this big, watch this. Never, never, never report the news. Make the news. Why would you report the news when you can make news? Because you're a creator. You're made in the express image of God. And it's spiritual, physical, and financial. And when's the last time you heard God was broke? Sick. Depressed. Discouraged. 
disappointed, despondent. None of that. Well, neither am I. I mean, the Bible said, be ye imitators of God as what? Dear children. He said, not as dear adults. See, children are born believers. They just believe you till you teach them to doubt. Think about that. This is powerful. That'll bless you. That's back there if you'd like to get that. And then finally, man, this is new to y'all. are doing some good stuff. Joe, glory to God. I preach, this is a new DVD and I love it. Called, it's what's on the inside that changes the outside. Do you know you lose weight from the inside first? That's why you get aggravated when you've been on a diet for a week and you get on a scale and it don't move. Your body's waiting for you to break, break it. But I say, what is he doing? What she's doing? See, so he, all of a sudden he says, well, it don't look like they're going to feed as much. So they start eating from the inside. Then all of a sudden, you ever notice that you, you might have died all week long. You get on there, you're so frustrated. I'm going to break this thing, but you decide not to do it. And then so the next, you go to bed. Next morning you wake up, you're four pounds lighter. What happened? Your body was eating while you were sleeping from the inside. And that's what changes the outside. This is powerful. And it's brand new. It's the first church that I believe gets this. Am I correct? Now? Believe God and change your life. That's back there. Avail yourself to the book and resource table if you so desire. One more time, stand to your feet. Stretch a little bit. As I say all the time, if you got to rub something, rub it quick. Get it over with. Glory to God. I want to get the blood flowing through you here. Praise the Lord. Okay, you can be seated. I just want to make sure all the blood going good. Hallelujah. I want you to go with me this morning, and I'm going to be kind of a little pastoral here since I'm preaching on Sunday morning to the book of Mark chapter 4. I love that chapter. I keep my Bible marker at it constantly all the time because it's so powerful. And the whole chapter is amazing, Mark chapter 4. It's the, it's the so so is the word, and in that word is everything you need spiritually, physically, and financially. But Jesus is talking here, and I love the teachings of Jesus because uh, without him, none of us would be here today. And he's such a marvelous individual. And, and, and he, the reason why God put himself in flesh so we could hug him. Moses wanted to touch him, but could, Moses said, can I just look at you? No, you'll die. But I'll put my hand over your face, and when I walk by, you can see my goodness. Now, you know what that meant? Moses saw everything God ever did that was good. And that sp spur of a moment, bam, good. Not just him, the spirit of God, but everything he did that was good. Isn't that amazing? And I want to start reading Mark chapter 4, and verse 23 is a very, very uh, simple verse, and I've always said the most, impor most important part of your body is your ears, is your ears, because that's where faith comes. It doesn't come by seeing, it comes by hearing. Don't come by heard. It's a hearing process, hearing and hearing. And hear See, you hear all the time. You know why you don't recognize your voice? You ever, somebody records you and go, that don't sound like me. You ever wonder why that's true? And you know, people say that sounds exactly like you because you never heard your voice with your outer ear. When you're talking, you hear your voice with your inner ear. Everybody else hears it with their outer ear. That's why they say it sounds exactly like you, but you go, that don't sound like me. So there's a difference between the outer ear and the inner ear. So let's read Mark chapter, 20, uh, Mark chapter 4, verses 23. The title of this message is The Responsibility. Everybody, everybody say responsibility. The responsibility of hearing. Jesus said this in verse 23, If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, now watch this. He wants you to hear, then he says this. Take heed what you hear. So you have to watch your inner ear. Because it goes into your inner spirit. Take heed what you hear. What, what, what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more, how much? shall more be given. So why would you get mad at somebody that's blessed more than you are? Maybe they're hearing more than you are. 
Not that they're smarter than you are. That has nothing to do with that. This has to do with hearing. The inner ear going into the inner man. Let me say it again. Verse 23, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, take heed what you hear, with what measure you meet, it shall be measured unto you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. Now watch verse 25, for he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not, watch this. This is Jesus talking. For him that doesn't have anything, for him shall be taken even that which he hath. Why? Because if he didn't have anything, he's not hearing. He may have heard, but he's not hearing. Spiritually, physically, financially. Randy Waters asked me a question while we were coming to church today. You know, he, said he preaches to a lot of children, you know, in foreign countries, and, they, and they're so poor and they believe in God. I said, the reason why the country is poor is because of their leadership. The reason why companies go down is because of their leadership. See, a true CEO will not let a bad product, if you're in the product business, go out the door. A true CEO and, uh, or a leader understands and functions in the realm of hearing. Because he has faith, he or she has faith in the product they may be selling or whatever business they may be in. See, now Jesus said, if you have, I'll give you more. If you don't have it, I'll take what you even got. Why? Because you're not using the principle that I called you to use. And it's not about money, because that's only one small facet of that. It's in every area of your life. And I said this last night, I'm not looking for money, but money is definitely looking for me. Everything I touch prospers. Why? Because I hear See, I, everything. I don't expect nothing to go wrong in that area. And I've developed my faith to do that. It doesn't mean the devil doesn't attack me. The devil attacks all the time. How many of y'all saw that seven, eight months ago? They were eating my lunch all over America and the world. They said I had four jets. Anybody heard that? Did y'all see that on time? Well, if I got four jets, I need to make a theft report because three of them are missing. And if y'all find them, would you please let me know? And I'll give you one, Peter, if they find them. It's all a bunch of lies, fake news. I never really believe much in fake news. I do now. I just couldn't get over that. It was a concerted effort to destroy my ministry, and actually it helped my ministry. How many of y'all get my partner letter or you get my magazine? Hold your hand up. Have I ever asked you for any money for that aircraft? Never, never once. I just said, believe with me. When I said believe, whoa, the devil got mad. See, because that produces faith in people's lives. See, we got to destroy this guy. So now my faith is talked about all over the world. It is so nice. <laughs> Presidents of countries now know who I am. All because of believing for this piece of equipment. And all it is is a tool. I don't want to learn how to fly it. I like to learn how to land it. It's a tool. It will carry my body, just like this pulpit is carrying my Bible. That's all it is. It's just a simple tool. Jesus said this, and let me read it again. In verse 23, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. I want you to take some notes on this. This will help you. It's called the responsibility of hearing. So you're going to be responsible for what you hear today as I minister to you. Write this down. Hearing is an urgent business. Hearing is an urgent business. See, that's how you get a miracle. You hear it first. Something's changing. And he gets in the inner ear, goes into the inner spirit, and then he kicked it. the spirit of God kicks it out of it and touches your body, and you get a physical miracle. Hearing is an urgent business. Beware of not being a good listener. See, a lot of people are not good listeners. Hearing is an urgent business. So I, I get up every morning, I say, Lord, what would I have me to do today? You're the Lord high priest of my ministry. I'm yours to command, sir. You see what I'm saying? And when you understand that, because it's urgent. Hearing is an urgent business. Beware of, be, of not being a good listener. You see, you got to understand something about children. They hear you all the time. They just don't want you to know it. How many times have you had to tell a kid to do something? Come here, come here. Come here, come here. 
Come here, come here, come here, come here. He heard you the first time. But if you said this real light, come here and I'll give you a cookie. Boom, he's dead. He heard you the very first time. But see, sometimes you say things that they don't want to hear because they're not a good listener. So hearing is an urgent business. See, to hear is a duty. You have a responsibility to hear. To hear is a duty. We must see beyond the outward word. This Bible. You must be see, see beyond the outward word so we can understand the inward meaning. To get the inward meaning of the outward word, you've got to hear it. Because faith cometh. And I said it many times, I'll say it again. Faith cometh. Faith don't stack up. Faith don't reside. Just because you say 40 years, you ain't got 40 years of faith. That's why sometimes you get healed, sometimes you don't. And why would God heal you for this sickness and we're not healed for the other one? That just makes total... I mean, if he healed you for one, he ought to heal you for all, right? Well, how come you didn't get it? Because you used all your faith you have for that last sickness and you didn't replenish yourself. Yes, that's right. Oh, you ain't hearing me. Let me go over here. Y'all not. Listen to me. You used all the faith you have for that last sickness and you didn't replenish yourself. Hearing is a duty. I will use every ounce of faith I got by the end of the day tonight. When I lay my head down tonight in New Orleans, Louisiana, bless God, I won't have a lick of faith in me at all. But I promise you, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'll be loaded for bear. I'll fill myself up if I got to talk to myself. And I do talk to myself quite a bit because I love to talk to an intelligent person once in a while. <laughs> so <laughs> to hear is a duty. It's my responsibility. We must see beyond the outward word so we can understand the inward meaning. See, that's what you were saying. You see, you'll get a miracle if you understand. The outward word said, by stripes you were healed. You can quote that till you're blue in the face. Until you hear it with the inward ear, it, it makes the inward meaning go into your spirit. Man. Your spirit kicks it back to your body. And if it's cancer, it kills cancer cells. And you don't even know how he does it. Why? Because it's done by faith. The evidence of things not seen. Do you see what I'm saying there? Hearing is an, ur is, a ur is an urgent duty. Now write this down. Disregarding truth becomes dislike truth. See, when you disregard a truth in the Bible, you begin to dislike it. You know, everybody wants prosperity, but not everybody wants you to know about it. We live in an economic world. I don't know why everybody all freaks out over money. In fact, if you know somebody got some, you ought to be glad. At least you got something. You can say, well, if they can get it, you can get it. Because you use it in this life. I mean, I know Peter loves to go preach in Africa and get all the people, but he takes money to go over there. I mean, it would be nice if everybody said, well, just come over. You know, I, I, I spend $13 million a year television, okay? I just wish it was free. <laughs> Please. No. See, it's, it may be free to you unless you pay him for your direct TV or whatever you own or whatever. See, but it isn't free to me. And a lot of the networks make you think it's free. They make you think yeah. that they're giving us that. I paid... TBN over $30 million. Somebody shout over that, will you? You partners help me to do that. Just that, not just TBN. That's not Inspiration Network. That's not all these other, that's not ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. Because you see, they're in business. Now, how do you get that? Well, I believe in partners, people that believe, it, believe in me. And I've never touched a dime of your money. Why? I don't need your money. Now, I'm going to shock you when I say this. God needs your money. Why? So you can get his harvest. He, I mean, my Lord, he ain't going broke by no means. But the only way you can get what God's got is a principle called sowing and reaping. If you want children, you got to sow. Shout, men, I just help you out here. I had a woman tell me one time, I am, I'm going to get pregnant. And I, but I'm going to make sure that it's a miracle of God because I'm going to stay on my birth control pills. 
the spirit of stupid came upon that woman. That's ridiculous. Yeah, we can hinder things. Don't misunderstand me, but you can't stop them. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Listen to me. What about, well, you know, I've always wanted a baby. Thank you, Holy Ghost. God's doing something for someone that couldn't have a baby. Mark my word, this is January, <laughs> February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. How many months is that? Nine. Get ready. You know, I had endometriosis, scarred body, and, you know, the doctors, the, what they call it, the gynecologist said I couldn't have. Oh, no, see, see, you heard that. You didn't hear what Jesus said. But Jesus said in Genesis, he said, be fruitful. No, no, but you don't understand. I've had endometriosis. You don't understand. He said, be fruitful. He don't care how much sickness you got or had. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. See, you got to hear this. You can't, you can't. See, if you heard it, eh. Heard brings doubt, hearing brings faith. He said, that's why he said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what I'm saying. So disregarding truth becomes a dislike truth. I remember all my life, they said, now, you know, when you get saved, I, I never read the Bible. I was raised Catholic. You see what I mean? They told us don't read the Bible. Anybody have been raised Catholic? If you're a man around my age or a woman, uh, you didn't read the Bible. This, you don't read the Bible, only the priest read the Bible. He, you, know, you, don't interpret, you can't interpret scripture. And I thought, I started reading the Bible after I got born again. I thought, but well, they must think I'm stupid. I can understand this. Now, I got a little nervous when I started reading Leviticus. <laughs> now, Leviticus kind of ripped my mind out. Whoa, this is a blood, this is a bloody book, so Lord Jesus. Why, why? Well, that's the only way he could talk to those kind of people in those days. I said this last night. Some of you were not here last night. My granddaughter is going to be 11 years old in, a, in, in about a, a couple of months here. And she comes up to me. She says, Grandfather. I said, Yes, Meredith. She said, You were born in the 19s, weren't you? <laughs> now, that just makes you feel real old, doesn't it? You were born in the 19s. I went, Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I said, Your mama was born in the 19s, too. She was born in 1971. My daughter's 47. She said, Well, when were you born? I said, I was born in 1949. I, I, I'm going to be 70 years old this year. She goes, did y'all have cars? <laughs> I said, my grandfather was born in the 18th. Now, that's all. She goes, oh, and that's your great, great, was it great, great, great grandfather? Yeah. She goes, what did he, did, did he have a car? No. He had a horse. Look how well your grandfather has done I went home and thought, good Lord, I was born in the 19th. <laughs> never thought about it like that. Children just say the most wonderful things. But see, she's born in 2008. So they, we're in a different century here. So disregarding truth becomes dislike truth. Now, the reason why God wants you to accept the truth, truth grows. Say that, truth grows. What does it grow to? It grows to perfection. Growth grows to perfection when it's held fast and heard. When you hear truth. If Jesus is the way, watch this, you can't get lost. If he's the truth, you cannot be deceived. If he's the life, the devil can't kill you. If he is what he says he is. You see, now if you begin to dislike that, you'll, you'll disbelieve it. You'll begin to dislike that truth. You see, people don't, if they don't get healed, they begin to dislike healing. And then they start blaming God for what they didn't receive. See, you got to understand something about healing and miracles and signs and wonders and all that kind of stuff. The power of the Lord is always present. Even on Monday when you're not fasting. And present when you are fasting. But it's not, sometimes it's not always received. Luke 5, I believe Luke chapter verse 17, the Bible said there was Pharisees and the doctors of the law standing by to come to hear this teacher 
called Jesus of Nazareth. Now watch this. A miracle took place. There was a man sick of the palsy. You know what the palsy is? This. Now he had four friends. Everybody needs at least four crazy friends. <laughs> Go get you four crazy friends. Because those guys wanted to bring their friend to get healed by Jesus while they're laying on of hands. But the place was full. Why? With the Pharisees and the doctors of the law. You know what they decided to do? Now, these are full crazy friends. They went to the rooftop and they said, somebody, one of the friends said, we're going to tear this man's roof up. Somebody, we're going to have to pay for this man's roof, but we're going to drop this guy right down in the front of Jesus. Now, what would you do if you was having a Bible study and Pastor Peter was preaching? Some, oh, yeah, bam, bam. You look at somebody cutting a hole in the roof because the whole place is full. Uh, Pastor Peter, I, I just need you to pray for him. Would you stay saved? You see, you got to understand a crazy friend. But somebody made up their mind to pay for that man's roof. They dropped him there. Now watch this. He's the one that got the miracle. But he shouldn't have got the miracle. That miracle was not for him. Because the miracle was for the Pharisee and the doctor of the law. But he got it because he heard and he heard, heard, if that's the right English here, what Jesus said. He said, what is, what is easier to say, thy sins be forgiven or to take up your bed and walk? Watch this. I'm going to shock you with this statement. It's hard to forgive sin. It's very hard for Jesus to forgive sin. You're talking perfection here. Perfection don't like imperfection. Perfection will not get around infection because unbelief is infection. You're infected with something. It was not easy for Jesus to forgive sin. Don't shout me down. I got a whole sermon on that. It blows people away. It wasn't. But because of his love, he, he went beyond it. He said, take up your bread and walk. Get out of here. Now, most people would say, hang around, man. I want to put a camera on. I want, I want people to see this miracle. He said, get yourself and get out of here. Why? Doubt and unbelief. If he'd have stayed there, he'd have lost his healing. But the power of the Lord was present to heal them. To heal who? Not the, not the sick of the palsy. He hadn't got there yet. The Pharisee and the doctor of the law. To heal them, not him, them. But they wouldn't receive it because they didn't believe it. Do you see what that? You understand what I'm saying? So truth grows to perfection when it's held fast and heard. Write this down. Hearing is utilized for the advantage of others. The reason why Peter talks about this, it's, the, it's for your advantage. Hearing is utilized for the advantage of others. Spiritual knowledge must never be at a standstill. I am constantly growing daily, spiritually, physically, financially. So I tell my body to replenish itself. Brother Copeland, a great friend of mine, he's 82 years old. His schedule today is stronger than it was when he was 40. He said, Jesse, I'm getting older, but I'm not aging. Have y'all seen Kenneth Copeland? You know he don't dye his hair. He's a personal friend of mine. I sleep in my house, I sleep in his house. Uh, he's amazing. I mean, it's just amazing to my mind. He said, I'm getting older, but he said, but I ain't aging. And he said, you know, I, I think I'm going to hit the 120 mark. And the Lord said, I want you to hit the 120 mark, but you're going to have to do something with your body. Boy, he said a statement that knocked the socks off of me. We were both preaching at Andrew Womack's. Uh, he just built a new sanctuary, uh, with, well, big auditorium for his Karis Bible College. So I, I, he asked me to dedicate it and Brother Copeland to dedicate it. Make a long story short. I, normally, I was going to do the 3 o'clock service, but I couldn't go do the 7 o'clock service. And I was going to go home and rest because I had to preach again, see. And the Lord said, stay here. Ken's going to say something that, you, that I want you to hear. 
And Kenneth said, you know, uh, I'm believing God for 120 years, but I got to do something. With, I mean, Lord, how do I do that? And the Lord told him this. He said, you know, I sacrificed my body for you. Now you sacrifice your body for me. Oh, what does that mean that you eat right? You do right because it's right. You will never see Brother Copeland eating any sugar. Anything. I'm not, not saying it's bad for you. I'm just saying, he, you know, he said, for me to do this, since the Lord sacrificed his body, I'm going to sacrifice mine. I went, oh, man. There go my fried chicken. <laughs> and I heard this song in the back, and it wasn't God. Love that chicken from Papa. <laughs> and I heard this. Better ingredients. Better pizza. Papa John's. <laughs> and I said, Lord, I got to quit. He said, no, you don't have to quit at all. Just don't eat it all the time. It's called discipline. See, if you fast it all the time, you die. But that doesn't mean you don't fast. Do you see my point? That's done in all moderation. So hearing is utilized for the advantage of others. Spiritual knowledge must never be at a standstill. Now write this down. This is very careful. You, this is very important. Be careful in losing the word before faith can make it fruitful. Be careful in losing the word before faith can make it fruitful. See, faith cometh. It cometh. It don't stack up. See, and if you walk away from it, it's trying to make it fruitful. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you're going to reap if you faint not. So I tell people, I'm not sick and I give God glory for it. But if I was sick and I was dying on my last breath, I would say, by his stripes I'm healed. I am not going to give the devil one iota. You may think that's dumb, but no, no. Why? No. Because I, I don't say this in my mind, I might just get healed. No, I will get healed. Yeah. Why can't we go to heaven this way? Lord, into your hands I commit my spirit. That's what Jesus did. They didn't take his life. He said, I lay my life down freely. Lord, into your hands I commit my spirit. Didn't, say, didn't Jesus say, be an imitator of God as dear children? Did he say that? Yeah, he did that, did he? Then he said, didn't he say, go do the works that I do and do it greater? Yeah. Do you know, Peter, you've preached to more people than Jesus has? Yeah, you've laid hands or prayed for more people than Jesus ever had. That shocks you, huh? Why? You're in a different generation. Technology, different things are able to get you there. You see, you see what I'm saying? So when you understand, be careful in losing the word before faith can make it fruitful. I'm believing God for that Falcon 7 egg. Now, I could go borrow the money, nothing wrong borrow money. I just don't do it. Why? Because there's a scripture that says, oh, no man anything but to love it. So I decided to accept that like I do John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Not that it's a sin, because if borrowing was a sin, why would God make Abraham a lender? Somebody got to borrow it if you're a lender, right? But I got to think, well, Lord, can I become a lender? He said, well, if Abraham can, why can't you? Yeah. He said, I said, this was years and years ago. Then I can be debt free. He said, yeah. I had one man say, I won't be debt free, but just, I said, the homeless is debt free. They debt free, ladies and gentlemen. They ain't got nothing, but they debt free. That ain't nothing to be debt free. How, how about being debt free in the amount of money you were in debt? Have that in liquid finance in a financial institution so you can go do what you want. That would be the price of your home, car, whatever, you know, whatever you're worth. Well, that's impossible. That's why you believe it. That's why you hear it. Do you see? That's that utilization. You see, memory dep depends upon attention. Listen to what I'm saying. Memory depends upon attention. Without attention, there can be no retention. 
See, you've got to remember things. Kathy said, well, my, my, my husband, he got a mind, he got a brain like an elephant. He don't forget nothing. I, I don't forget figures. Don't tell me a figure because it's going to stick in my mind, see? Because, you see, I am the head of this ministry. See, my wife is chief of staff of Jesse Duplantis Ministry and also pastor of Covenant Church. Now, why is that? I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. And I have directors. I have director of engineering, director of finance, director of, uh, what else I got? I got five, five of them, director of television, all kinds of stuff. Now, watch this. And they all have people working under them, supervisors. From the supervisor, then, then you go to the assistant supervisor. From the assistant supervisor, then you go to the employees. I used to have about 180 employees, but now I have about 105, I think, something like that, because of technology. Some have retired, things of that nature, so we replace them with technology. Make a long story short. And they all love their bosses. But do you know if the check doesn't cash, they don't go to the director. They, they, they don't even go to the assistant supervisor. Hey, my check did, it was not good. They, they didn't go to the supervisor. They didn't go to the director. Now, that's the high. Watch this. They don't go to the chief of staff, which is Kathy. They come to my office. Why they come to my office? Because they hear that I'm the head man. Do you see that? Do you understand what I'm saying? Now watch it. They obey all their bosses. But if that money is not functioning, they all want to come to my office. I said, well, Kathy, you're chief of staff. Handle it. <laughs> I said, you will find out just how important I am. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching because I shocked you when I said that. You know why I said that? Because as soon as they tell me something, I said, uh, I have to go to the high priest, the Lord high priest of this ministry, and I go before the Lord. He runs this ministry, and I don't preach with my hands out. I preach with my hands up. See, the covenant is here, not here. You see that? Of course, we've never had a financial deficit, but they say, I, they say yeah, we, we're going to go to your, because my name's on the building, but my name happens to be on the building, but the building don't belong to me. It belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ for his work. See, memory, see, they, they memorize that. Memory depends upon Attention. Without attention, there can be no retention. Now write this down. It is possible that all are listening, but all are not hearing. It's very possible to hear if you're a pastor and hear Peter, but are you listening to what he said? Because faith without works is dead. You see, people are listening, but are they hearing? Because hearing comes from the inner ear into the inner man, to the inward spirit. You're a spirit housed in a soul and clothed in a body. You see what I'm saying? For things to change for you spiritually, physically, or financially. Have you ever opened up your wallet and looked inside and saw an abundance of lack? <laughs> and why does pastor want to receive an offering when you're kind of short? Hey, do you have too much month at the end of your money? <laughs> My God, it's the 25th of you. That's it. We ain't got no more. God, is it 31 days of this month? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I sure wish it was February. We don't get that 28. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? When you understand, it is possible that all are listening, but all are not hearing. When I preach another denominational, non-denominational, interdenominational church, a lot of them listen to me, but they don't hear me. Well, we don't believe in speaking in tongues. Well, you'll never receive it. We don't believe in healing. Well, you just haven't got sick enough yet. What? You had not had a doctor look you in the face and say you got pancreatic cancer. You got two months to live. All of a sudden, somebody like Peter Doze or Jesse the Planet becomes very popular. I heard somebody talking about you today. 
I got to tell you this. I went downstairs at the hotel. They had a little breakfast thing down there, you know. They saw this with a hat on. This lady, the lady fixed it. She said, what you, a, you a movie star? I said, what? I didn't even answer her. Movie star? I don't look at no movie star. Yeah, movie star. So I, I didn't answer. She walked off. Well, somebody, there's been a, some people have been at the, uh, at the uh, hotel. Who's those people I met at the hotel? Y'all here? I, I met several of them. They said, there he is, right? Well, this is, this is another individual. They were from Indiana, and they had drove down to hear me last night. They had to go back this morning. She said, he is a minister. He's a minister. Yeah, he's preaching at Only Believe Ministry. Oh, that's that Peter Dozek place. <laughs> Didn't sound like you like it too much. That's that Peter Dozek's place. <laughs> a, this is in Wapakoneta. This woman need to hear Peter Dozek if you live in Wapakoneta. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Wapakoneta or Botkin or anything. I, and uh, I, so I, people say, I said, what's wrong with Peter Dozak? Oh, <laughs> I know what they see. They see this. When was the last time you've passed farm fields and an overpass? <laughs> Wham, there it is. <laughs> and he built it on three words, only believe ministries. Evidently, you, Y'all didn't only heard it, you heard it. And it's here today. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, give the Lord a hand clap for that. That's a blessing. So you see, Peter, they're all listening. But some of them may not be hearing. So when people attack me for believing in power, miracles, healings, signs, and wonders, prosperity, oh, they listen to me, but they don't hear me. You understand what I'm saying? See, that's what's happening in Washington, D.C. right now. They're all listening, but they're not all hearing. And they don't care if 800,000 people are without a job. Excuse me, I'm not trying to take up for President Trump, because you know Trump will say whatever he comes to his mind. We know that. But you know, he didn't go on vacation. He wanted to go to Mar-a-Lago, and I've been to that place. He didn't go on vacation. Nancy Pelosi went to Hawaii. Put that on television. Nancy went to Hawaii. Excuse me. You know, none of the media is saying that. Chuck Schumer, he, I guess he stayed in New York. They just took off. He stayed there to cut a deal. Now, who's concerned about paying those people more? Nancy wasn't. She went to Hawaii. I'm not being critical here. I'm being truthful. None of those congressmen, none of them should have left. They represent us. Democrat, Republican, Independent. They shouldn't have left. That's unfinished business. This is the democracy and it gets sloppy sometimes. But you do business. Now I'm not taking offense, but it, I said not one news commentator said anything about that. So if, if you're a federal worker, you're not getting paid, call Nancy. She was in Hawaii. She's filthy rich. They're worth about $100 million, which is okay with me. I don't care. Now, you know, <laughs> I don't know when Trump sleeps. I have never seen anybody. He goes to bed at 2 o'clock, back up at 4 and running all day. Don't ever look tired. 
And I wish his Tweety Bird would go, poof, 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 kind of break a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, but that's his business. I mean, he's the president of the United States. I don't like him. That don't change it. You talking about impeachment? You don't lost your ever loving mind. Are you trying to litigate instead of legislate? When there are people, my God, dying in the streets? We're going to have a recession. How come we got 312,000 jobs this December? Somebody lied, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you know, I, I'm not trying to push Trump, but I'm saying this. Since he's been president, $2.7 trillion has been added to Wall Street. It's hitting Main Street. We now got 3.9 unemployment. My Lord, we need more. We got more jobs. We got people. We didn't have it under Obama. And I'm not against President Obama. I ain't against nobody. I'm just glad anybody's president of the United States. That's, that's a tough job. But I'm saying this, when people are not getting a paycheck, you don't go on vacation. Well, I'm saying stuff I never thought I would say here. And the reason why they can't come together is they're not hearing each other. They're all listening. You can tell when they don't know what to do. You're watching Nancy when she gets in front of a microphone and she's not talking, she's chewing her lip. Because it's all political, but it isn't political for people that are not getting a paycheck. Those people need to feed their children. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, does Trump do everything right? Well, no. You think he has character flaws? Oh, yes. Do you think he messes around with those women? No comment. That's not my job to judge him. Don't shout me down. Because how many secrets are in your closet? And if you ran for office, uh, who would want to run for office? They just try to destroy you. My Lord. See, it's possible that all are listening, but not all are hearing. See, now you want to shake them all up? You shake them up with a little thing called a vote. If the Democrats and the Republicans quit trying to put each other in jail, and just do some legislation. This collusion thing, you ain't found nothing there. Now, you know, everybody got some kind of secret things in life. Let them, let, let them start. <laughs> let them start investigating other people. There's a lot of people should be in jail that are out. And there's some people did some wrong things, but not enough to go to jail. And there is a called statute of limitations. You see, before I was saved, I was a... Um, pretty rough individual. I was raised on the streets of New Orleans. I was raised in La Cosa Nostra, the mafia. Yeah, my grandfather, he just said, we do business here. We take care of things. Somebody mess with you, that's what the Mississippi River's for. <laughs> now, I was born again and I got saved, but I ain't confessing nothing. Because the statute of limitation had not run out. <laughs> but in God's eyes, it has. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? My God. So, all of y'all are listening. But are you hearing? I want to talk about, real quickly, seven different types of hearer. Number one, the I don't care hearer. Ready for this? They listen only by obligation. That's the I don't care here. They listen only by obligation and quickly forget because they have no interest. 
That's an I don't care uh, hearer. They live, they listen only by obligation. A lot of people go to church just because of obligation. And quickly forget because they have no interest in what you got to say. Then number two, the treacherous hearers. They listen only to entrap in order to steal your credibility and influence. That's the treacherous. They're out to hurt you. They listen only to entrap in order to steal your credibility and influence. They love hurting people. A lot of them in church. Treacherous hearers. Number three, the scoffing and taunting hearer. In acting superior, they reveal they are inferior because they're scoffing and taunting. They talk so much, they can't hear anyone saying anything. Because if they knew everything, how come they're in trouble all the time? That's the scoffing and taunting hearer. In acting superior, they reveal they are inferior. They talk so much, they can't hear anyone saying anything. Then uh, number four, the warped hearer. They pervert all things because they only hear with the natural ear. Their spirits are dead. That's the warped hearer. A lot of them in church, Pharisees and doctors of the law, were warped hearers. Isn't that amazing? Do you know none of them came to the manger at Bethlehem? Why didn't some come with the Magi? You know, they never heard the scripture. They had to go ask. Where is he that is king of the Jews? Where is he born? They didn't know. And when they heard it, they didn't hear it. They heard it. They got on them camels and went to Bethlehem. There was not one Jew went with them. How come the shepherds did not give Jesus the first gifts? They had the blessing of Abraham on them because they never heard it. Who gave Jesus the first gifts to his ministry? The Gentile. Ladies and gentlemen, us. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There was three of these three guys were named Malchus, Caspar, and Balthazar. That's historical, just on the tape. They brought gold. My Lord Jesus. They brought frankincense. They brought more gold for the king of kings. Frankincense. Oh, Lord. Isn't that something? Frankincense. For the priest of priests. Myrrh for the sacrifice of sacrifices. And they brought it all from their different countries. The gold came from India. The frankincense came from Persia. And the myrrh came from Arabia. If you would have been one of those, since you live in farmland, you'd have brought corn. If I'd have been one of those, and I live in Louisiana, I'd have bought crawfish. They brought from their nations what they felt was valuable. Isn't that good? Well, don't you think one rabbi should have went with them? One? They didn't believe it. They weren't looking for the Messiah in Bethlehem, even though the prophet said he'd be born there. They didn't like the way he was born. Oh, these rich magi didn't care if he was born in a stable, in a manger, or in a house. They came to worship What? Worship. How did they worship? By their giving. See, they were hearing. You see what I'm saying? And we have Christmas today because of it. So, you understand? But the warped here, they pervert all things. 
because they only hear with their natural ear. Then you got the blind hearers. Y'all enjoying this? They got the blind hearers. They refuse to knock. They will not seek, and they shall not understand or find. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They refuse to knock. I don't see why we need a new church. There's some empty pews. That's because you're not talking about Jesus in your neighborhood. Sheep begat sheep. Pastor feeds them. But you want the pastor and preachers to begat the sheep. That's not their job. Their job is to feed sheep. It's your job to begat them, birth them. They refuse to knock. They will not seek. Therefore, they shall not understand or find. Now, that's, I just went through five of them. The I don't care hearer, the treacherous hearer, the scoffing and taunting hearer, the warped hearer, and the blind hearer. Now, watch these. There's the proud hearers. Oh, Lord Jesus. They are puffed up so much, they become bloated with their own natural wisdom and head toward destruction. They're so bloated. They're so puffed up. I know this. I don't need to hear about signs and wonders and miracles. That's puffed up, bloated. Anybody ever been bloated? That's, a, that, that's an uncomfortable feeling, isn't it? They are puffed up so much, they become bloated with their own natural wisdom and head toward destruction. Then number seven, the final one. The sluggish hearers. They neither remember nor practice what they hear because they're not rooted. Without roots, you cannot grow. You got to have roots. Well, the power is, it's not in your branches. It's in your roots. How far down are you established? And let me say it here since I'm at this church. In Only Believe Ministries, in this church. What are you willing to do for this church? How rooted are you and grounded in it, no matter what anybody says? This is your church. It doesn't make no difference if everybody hates you. This is your church. Well, you know, the Lord told me to leave it. I don't think so. You just became one of those hearers. You didn't like something you heard. Let's just face it. Have you agreed with everything your mom and daddy ever told you? How many times they told you something when you was a kid, you walked in the room, closed the door, looked at the mirror, said, I ain't doing it, I ain't doing it. <laughs> then you became a parent. And your kids did the same thing to you. <laughs> Let me tell you, when you have that happen to you, you're growing. Love in its purest form is discipline. Not enough, I'm not talking about beating people to pieces. I'm talking about discipline here. In its purest form is it's discipline. Yeah, that's what it is. You don't discipline your child, they'll go crazy on you. You have to teach them. Now, New York wants to say, on your birth certificate, we're not going to say male or female. We're going to find out later. That's some stupid people. Let me tell you, you know how you know who you are? Check your equipment. I know that's kind of shocking. Just check your equipment. But I don't like it. I don't care. I don't feel that way. Well, you don't feel married, but look at her. You are. You don't feel like going to work tomorrow, but your wife will make sure you go. It has nothing to do with your feeling. Just check your equipment. It'll tell you who you are. You can't let a child determine 
They're learning from the day they come out the womb. You have to teach them. You see what I'm saying? So those are seven hearers, the sluggish hearers. They neither remember nor practice what they hear because they are not rooted, and without roots you cannot grow. See, I'm growing daily, not just Sunday. I grow every day. I want to grow to the fullness of the statue of Christ. Yeah. I want to become like him. And, you know, and I've preached with some of the biggest and best preachers in the world. R.W. Schoenbach was such a great friend. I wish I was tall as him. Peter wished he was tall as me. No, no, I just thought I said that. I'm sorry, Peter. I give Peter a hard time. Hallelujah. Now, you always want to be somebody else. If you got curly hair, you want straight hair. If you're tall, you want to be a little shorter. And now we're so worried about fat, oh Lord, that if you walk around like Holocaust victims, have you noticed I've gained weight? No, you're dying, fool. <laughs> you don't like, why don't you like what God created? I like me. In fact, I love me. I love me, I do. I look at myself and I go, Jesse, Jesse. Does that sound arrogant? No, I'm creating in his image. I'm creating his likeness. Now, I'm getting older. I told the people, when I was young, I had a body. Oh, I'd have married myself. I was tight, strong. It's all going south. People, it goes south. But if you got enough money, you can go to California and pull it back up north. They can cut your head right here and your hairline and pull your scalp up. And some people take so much Botox, they can't close their eyes when they sleep. I got some friends of mine, they sleep like this. It's too tight. But they think they look good, okay? All right, that's your business. Now they can suck parts of your body out and put it in other parts. Some people got their butt in their forehead. Is that insane? Yeah, we need those. <laughs> I got to tell y'all, somebody shouldn't say this in church, but I'm going to say it. Good God. This happened at Brother Hagee's church. I like the fella. This lady came up, and she had a very low-cut dress. And she was heavily breasted. Okay. So she's just kind of falling out, you understand? Know now watch this. This little five-year-old boy, he goes. And, we, you know, we got these wireless microphones on, so we forget they're close to us. So he looks at this one, he says, and he says, how come your butt's in the front? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to say it. <laughs> Lost. Let it go. Ah! But to a child, I never forget. I took my. He's now the director of my television ministry, uh, uh, Jules Bouquet Jr. And we used to go on vacation together. Him, him, and you know, he was a little boy. You know, he works for me now. Him and his daddy. Uh, that was uh, Kathy's sister, Deborah and Jules. So we'd go to Destin. 
Jules must have been about five, six years old. This lady came down one time. God is my witness. She was non-pregnant and had on a bikini. I mean, she's just like this, you know what I mean? Big pregnant. I might look like a set of twins. <laughs> Jules went. He looked at me and said, what happened, Uncle Jesse? I said, I don't know. <laughs> That's a question for your mama. <laughs> I ain't going there, baby. Sometime my granddaughter will ask me, a, a, a Meredith, that's a question for your mother. Grandfather knows nothing about that. <laughs> I'm not going there. But you know, that doesn't make sense with the little boy. He's thinking. I, I, that's how many years ago. I still bust. I, I just couldn't get over that, Lord. Gee. And I, she might have got offended. Well, maybe she shouldn't have been wearing that, that low of a outfit. I don't know. I don't care. It ain't none of my business. You do what you got to do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when you understand that the responsibility of hearing, now, what are you telling your children so they can hear? Tell them who they are. Now, they're going to come to a point in life they're going to make their own decisions. And let me tell you something, young people. It ain't fun growing up. It's fun growing up, but when you get up, when you leave mama's house, you can't wait till you leave mama's house. You got a revelation coming to you, baby. <laughs> I wish I could put my feet back under my dad's table. I remember my dad, I said, Dad, I want a new car. He said, which one you want, son? I said, what? He said, you can get any one you want. What you want? I said, I got any new car? Any new car? He said, I ain't buying it. Just work for it. Joe, I said, <laughs> <laughs> I went, oh, oh. Jody grew up, why well, said, hearing me say, I'll take care of everything. Jody, you ain't got no problem with that. Your daddy take care of everything. She had a wonderful friend named Amy, sweetheart. I may have told you this. I, I just feel a little tears. So I decided I would go to Hawaii for the first time. I went to Hawaii for the first I've been there about 80 times now, but I went the first time when I was 39 years old. I made 39 in Hawaii. That's why I remember it. So Jody says, hey, Dad. We're going. I said, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. I want to go. She said, Dad, can I bring a friend? I went, uh, Jody, no, this ain't like going to Florida. I mean, we got to buy tickets. And she said, can I bring a friend? And I said, yeah. She said, I'm, she calls Amy, a little friend. They were, Jody was 13 or 14, 13, I think. She goes, Amy, Daddy's taking us all to Hawaii. And he said, you could go. I could hear him hollering on the phone. Ah! She said, listen, Amy, don't bring no clothes and no money. Daddy going to buy you a new wardrobe and give you all the money you need. I heard it. I went, I heard it. I didn't quite hit it. And I said, Jody, after, she said, well, that's what you do every time we go on vacation. See, El Shaddad. She said, every time you go on vacation, you buy me a wardrobe and you buy mommy a wardrobe. So I thought you would buy hers too. Are you going to do that, huh, Dad? Sure. <laughs> well, when she told that, Amy's mother called back. She said, can I go? I said, no. <laughs> I could tell her, Mama, no, you ain't going. <laughs> but why? She said, Jody never thought nothing about it. So, why? so she came over that weekend, and said, I don't think they do that much anymore. She'd come slept at the house. Now watch this. 
Now, Amy, you ever notice little girls, they don't eat much in front of boys when they're starting to date, but buddy, by themselves, they can take down a pizza house. You can just throw pizza at them like dog, ha, they just eat the whole pizza. But when they're on a date, they eat a half a slice. So watch this, she spent Saturday night and Sunday, well, actually Saturday night and Sunday afternoon, we're going, all of a sudden, uh, mother's coming to pick up. I see Amy walking out of my house with groceries, a sack of groceries. And I look, and I said, hey, where are you going? She said, Jody said I could have it. I look at Jody, she said, Dad, they ain't got, come here. Dad, they ain't got a lot of money, they need some. So I just told them to go in the pantry and get what they want. Is that okay, Dad? Sure, Jody. That literally happened. Why? Because she would hear me every time I said something. I take care of everything. And then the final story, at five years old, remember when you could let your kid play in the neighborhood without getting arrested? And they say, you be home by five o'clock, you understand? You don't come home before dark. They might be a little park, maybe, I don't know, 100 yards away, and they'd play, or nobody was trying to hurt them. Yeah, it was a wonderful time. But remember the ice cream man? Remember the milkman? Watch that milkman, you had to watch that milkman. The bread man, anybody remember those days? The bread man, the milkman. <laughs> man, I'm in my house, I hear ding, ding, a ling, ling, a ling, 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 ding, ling, a ling, ling, a ling, ling, ling. I said, Kathy must have stopped the ice cream man to get some ice cream. So I, I ding, ling, a ling, ling, a ling, ling. I used to like that video for kids. They can hear that, they come running. She said, Jesse, the ice cream man won't talk to you. No. I walked in and I go, yes, sir. he said, are you Jesse the Plants? I said, yes, I am. He said, you owe me $47.58. This is when ice cream was 10 cents, 15 cents a guy. Uh, you know, for, you know, popsicle, or what do we call it, sidewalk Sunday, something like that. You ready for this? Look at me. I said, how do I owe you $47? He said, do you have a daughter named Jody? I said, yes, I do. He said, I stopped at the park. Watch this. I stopped. Can I finish telling the story? Or is it just no, no, that important? No, this is real. Okay, this is really, hang on a second, people, I'll tell you story. Where's it at? You're making a half to get out of here. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, all right, thank you, sir. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Thank you. Okay. All right. Everybody stand to your feet. My little granddaughter collapsed, and, it, and it, she's in an ambulance and going there. And, and then she came to herself. She don't remember. She might have ate something. Maybe we got the sugar or something like that. I guess Kathy's preaching. Huh? No, she, was, she told me she was going to the hospital. She's going to the hospital. Grab the person's hand. Father, in Jesus' name, faith destroys all distance between us and Meredith. Devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You have no right or authority to touch my granddaughter. I bind you in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, she's come to and seems like everything's okay, but they don't know, so they're going to check her out. So, Father, I decree and declare the word of the living God. Now, but Jesus stripes, Meredith is healed right now. At this time, she's healed from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. I call heaven and earth record today, Lord. That, that girl, that's part of my legacy. She is my legacy. 
I decree healing to her. Satan, I get great pleasure in telling you to get under my feet and get under Jody's feet, get under Kathy's feet and get under Meredith's feet, get under Jay's feet in the name of Jesus. I speak healing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet that when I get home this afternoon, she will be totally, completely fine. I call it done in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Ken. Hallelujah. Now, back to the story. I said, how I owe you $48.57.58? He said, do you have a daughter named Jody? I said, yes, I do. I said, but she's at the park. He said, yeah, I stopped at the park, and she wanted an ice cream. She told me to give an ice cream to every kid in the park and told me to come down the street and that you would pay for it. Five years old. So I gave him the $47.58. I walked out of the house and I went, Jody! Jody! She goes. So kids are coming down the street and they got to my house and they're all going, they're licking these eyes. Thank you, Mr. Jesse. Thank you, Mr. Jesse. Thank you, Mr. Jesse. I said, that fine, sure. kids, y'all like your eyes? We're good. I said, Jody, I need to talk to you, okay? Come on out. Okay. I said, Jody, what are you doing? She said, what? I said, you bought every kid in the, in the park on ice cream? She said, yeah. Is that a problem? I said, well, no, it's not a problem. Why did you do that? She said, this. well, Dad, you always said never eat nothing in front of anybody without offering something. So I did that. So I got him an ice cream. Did you pay the man? I said, yes, I did. She's fine. She said, then we don't have a problem. <laughs> and what I just prayed for is not a problem. I'm no novice at this, ladies and gentlemen. I don't let that get in my mind and worry about anything. Now, I'd die for my granddaughter. I'd die for my daughter. I'd die for my wife. I'd die for my son-in-law. That's not the issue. But ain't no devil in hell going to crack this boy. You hear what I'm saying? No. No. See, you can talk this stuff when everything's fine. But can you walk this stuff when you just get that in the middle of a service? Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. How come you're not nervous and scared? Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. According to that thing, she was in the bathroom. She, uh, in the bathroom, she might have got too hot. I rolled, but she don't even remember it. She may have just passed out. She'll be fine. Why? She's got my genes in her. So you don't need to worry about that. And I ain't worried about that at all. So when you understand the responsibility of hearing. See, thank you, Lord. I appreciate it. This is the first time this has ever happened any time I've ever preached. Now, what am I preaching? The responsibilities of hearing. Now i got to prove this, right? You see my point? You see what I'm saying? See, so when you understand God's word is true, no matter what happens in life, his word is true. And it shall be even as he said. So let's go over this real quickly. Hearing is an urgent business. Beware of not being a good listener. To hear is a duty. We must see beyond the outward word so we can understand the inward meaning. Disregarding truth becomes dislike truth. Truth grows to perfection when it's held fast and heard. Hearing is utilized for the advantage of others. Spiritual knowledge must never be at a standstill. 
Be careful in losing the word before faith can make it fruitful. Memory depends upon attention, and without attention there can be no retention. It is possible that all are listening, but all are not hearing. And there's seven types of hearers, the I don't care hearer. They listen only by obligation and quickly forget because they have no interest. The treacherous hearers, they listen only to entrap in order to steal your credibility and influence. The scoffing and taunting hearer, in acting superior, they reveal they are inferior. They talk so much they can't hear anyone saying anything. The warped hearer, they pervert all things because they only hear with a natural ear. The blind hearer, they refuse to knock, they will not seek, therefore they shall not understand or find. The proud hearer, they are puffed up so much they become bloated with their own natural wisdom and head toward destruction. The sluggish hearers, they neither remember nor practice what they hear because they are not rooted without roots. You cannot grow. I'm Jesse Duplantis and I approve this message. Give the Lord a hand clap for that. I went over those of you who were writing down notes. What a blessing. In just a minute, we're going to receive an offering for this ministry. Last night, I told the people where their offering was going. Uh, we have, the Lord spoke to us to go back to Australia and to the United Kingdom, England. And so we'll be doing that this year. And we never charge people when we come. Am I correct, Peter? In 27 years, 20, I've never, I've paid all my own expenses every time. Am I telling the truth? I do that. I don't want you giving to my expenses. That's my seed into your life. I will receive an offering for a project. Every time I go, I leave finances in this place. And, uh, and I'm believing God for $250,000 so I can leave $100,000 in each place when I leave to be the blessing. The 50000 will be taking care of expenses and all the different things, people and all I, I got to bring. And we're going to get people saved and ministered to and blessed and touched. See, because faith without works is dead. So if you don't mind what you give this morning, and I don't want anything that belongs to Only Believe Ministries, I'm going to place this toward those, those projects. You'll be hearing about it probably in the magazine pretty soon. We believe in God for 250 people to give $1,000. Pretty simple. That's $250,000. Boom. It's done. Just that quick. That's how I do things. And God honors it. We don't ask you to do something we don't do. That's God's word. We believe God's word. So you're writing a check out. You'll make it out to only believe ministries, and they will issue us one check, and God will bless you. Now, don't get mad at me when you get to heaven. You have a bunch of aborigines in your front yard and Australians and with a shrimp on the barbie, and people from Dublin, Ireland, Belfast, Northern Ireland, Wales, London, England, all the areas, Scotland. I love the Scottish people. The Scots are not very emotional, you know. I love, they think I talk funny. I thought that was hilarious. We're going there to get ministry, and then probably on, we'll, we'll soon be going back to Moscow. We're believing God for our Falcon 7X, believing for it, not asking for any money, just believing God. We're going to pay for it. Then we're going to go around the world tour. And I told the people last night, I've been wanting to go to one of Peter's uh, Miracle Crusades. And when I get that Falcon 7X, I'm going to put Peter in, the, in that plane and maybe fill it. Whoever wants to go, because it's a lot easier than that. We'll fly over there, and I'm going to go to a meeting where I'm not going to work. <laughs> and I'm going to just watch Peter sweat like a Missouri mule. Just enjoy myself. We want to do that. I'm going to ask you to do your best in whatever that is. That's fine. But never give us anything that belongs to your church. God's not going to hurt. Only believe to help Jesse to plan his ministries. We're preaching to 2.9 billion people every week in 14 different languages. And God has been so good. I need to make another announcement. 
Uh, I've been on TBN for 28 years. I'm going off of TBN because of the restrictions. Uh, I've had all kinds of restrictions placed on a lot of ministers have. They won't let you preach what God tells you to preach sometimes. Right. I said, but the Lord told me to do this. Well, we're not going to do that. So I said, okay, that's fine. So uh, I bought more time on Daystar and other networks and things like that. And nothing against them, I'm not being critical, just being truthful. I used to be on Monday night. Just, if you notice, I wasn't on last Monday night. And that was on, I think, at 8.30. Well, I'll be on 30 minutes later on Daystar at 9 o'clock. So you can find us and all those different things. Nothing against that. But when Jan and Paul died, and we were co-laborers together. Ooh. Oh, Lord. But the visions changed, see. And now they're selling stations, and Jan and Paul would never sell a station. No. Never. Not being critical, just being truthful. I believe in what TVN's doing, but the time of my departure is at hand. So I'm going on the other things. In fact, I'm going to hit secular. I've already, I'm, I'm purchasing all kind of time and different things right now in the secular. I'm going to get people saved, ministered to, and touched and blessed by God's power. Okay? So if you want to know the new, if you want to know new television times and different things, you can go to our website. That's all coming up. It'll be coming up in the magazines. And you'll get a little postcard in the February, pardon the letter, you just got to January, when, in the February, telling us why we do what we do. We, we gave a statement to that effect. And God's, and I pay, some people think that they gave me that program, I gave them $30 million for that program. Yeah. I spent two, almost $2 million a year on just TBN, preaching the God, and, and wonderful. But you know, to me, I'm a visionary. You see what I'm saying? And I find when you support things, those things are not for sale. That's for the gospel. See what I'm saying? Not being critical, just being truthful. And I know they'll do great things and things of that nature, but I made up my mind. I'm going to reach people, change lives, one soul at a time, go on every outlet that I can. And it's all debt-free. We believe God and God's good. So we're going to ask you to give. If you're giving, if you're one of those $1,000 givers, fine. If you're not, you give whatever the Lord tells you to give. Uh, we all put these off. Y'all going to put the offering buckets out? You can do that now, sir. And I'm going to ask you to uh, uh, stand to your feet. I believe that's how Only Believe does it here. And I always said they got the shiniest offering buckets I've ever seen in my life. Lord Jesus. Don't stop till they're overflowing. Yeah, don't stop till they're overflowing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is so true and blessing. So praise the Lord. You can come forth now and give your offering. Remember, make it out to Only Believe Ministries. They'll issue us one check and God will bless you. Thank you for letting us put $250,000 in those countries. And it'll be a blessing of the Lord. Thank you. And while you're coming, thank you for praying with me for my granddaughter, would you? I appreciate you doing that. She's the light of our lives. She really is. Whoo, she's such a blessing. Maybe one day she can come here and you can get to meet her. She'd be a blessing of the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. Whoo, Lord. Thank you, sweetheart. Praise the Lord. What a blessing of the Lord. You know, as you're coming forth and you're sowing seed, you're worshiping God. And the healing power of God's flowing in your body at the same time. I really believe when you helped me pray for my granddaughter, God was touching your body with signs and wonders and miracles in every area. Hi, sweetheart. How you doing? Praise the Lord. What a blessing of the Lord. After you give your offering, you can return back to your seat and keep standing. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. It's from my country. To you. Oh, that's, that's, this is pounds, right? That's, that's Australia. Oh, yes, I have offices in Maruchador. Thank you, sir. I received that. Hallelujah. From my daughter. From my daughter. Oh, oh thank you. I received that. What a blessing. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. More than enough. Thank you. What a blessing. Okay, thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Praise the Lord. What a blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good. Now, cancer has a name. Diabetes has a name. 
High blood pressure has a name. Crippling arthritis has a name. Infectious disorders have a name. The Bible says everything named bows at the name of Jesus. Uh, hey, gentlemen, would you, would you bring, let me put this in. Okay, thank you, you put it in there. Uh, uh, it all has a name, and Jesus said everything named bows at the name of Jesus. See, I'm so confident in that name. That's why I don't worry. Not that I'm a hard man, because I'm not. I don't worry. I know in whom I have believed. I'm not trying to get this to work. I know in whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep what I commit to him. And you know what I committed to him? Everything I have in my life. My physical seed, my biological seed, which is my daughter, my granddaughter. And we believe Genesis 6, 3 to 120 years. Why not? I like what Donald Trump told Ivanka Trump one time. He said, you know, you're going to think anyway, so you might as well think big. I like that statement. I never heard that before. You're going to think anyway, so you might as well think big. So how about touch the whole state of Ohio? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Everybody in Ohio would be saved. Don't you think the world would come to Ohio just to get around that anointing? So take the person's hand next to you. Now, and take... And, I want you to believe God for your miracle. So when you get in your car, your back won't hurt no more. Except people having back problems, kidney problems. God has sent angels on assignment. The healing touch of anointing is here. Father, I speak healing. I come against cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, crippling arthritis, infectious disorder of every kind. I rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus. Satan, I get great pleasure in telling you to get under these people's feet. That will be bind on earth is bound in heaven. We bind you today. The Lord will use the power of attorney of the name of Jesus. You said we could do that. He said, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. I'm asking that everybody in this place be healed and that doctors would confirm it. I'm also asking, Lord, for financial blessing like they've never seen before in the year 2019. So they can bless other people, bless their church, bless whatever they want to do. I thank you, Lord, for the lady that couldn't have a baby, going to have a baby in October. I thank you for it and believe you for it and call it done in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I know in whom I have believed. I'm persuaded you're able to keep what I commit to you. I commit these things today. Lord, I thank you that every person, you are touching them right now. And Lord, the corporate anointing, because they're holding somebody's hand. They're sucking faith from each other. Oh, Lord, and you're re-energizing and re-establishing those words. We hear this, Lord. We decree this. We declare this because your word is true. I thank you for it. I believe you for it. I call it done in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I thank you. Now lift your hands up as an act of faith and receive your miracle. Thank you for saving people, Lord. That's the greatest miracle. Because you save people. You save me, you'll save others. All they got to do is repent, and they're doing that now. All they say is, forgive me, and I believe that you rose from the dead. I'm saved. So simple, yet so profound. I thank you, Jesus. I call it done right now. Lord, let doctors confirm it. And when the doctors ask them, what happened? They'll say, we prayed, 
we believed, and we received. Give the Lord a standing ovation. We pray, we believe, and we receive. I'll say one more thing. My new theme, and some of you, how many of you got your January partner letter? Did you like it? This new theme is your everything. Is this anything? Take the limits off. There should be no limits spiritually, physically, financially, in every area of your life. That includes your age. Anything. And that's St. John 14. And I will tell you this, because it's coming in the other ones. St. John chapter 14, verse 1. Jesus tried to warn everybody. It didn't make any sense. He started the chapter out, let not your heart be troubled. Then he said this, you believe in God, believe also in me. Then he just went off the rails. In my father's house, I'm in a mansion. I said, well, what's he saying? That, that don't even... And if it was not so, I would have told you. I'll go to prepare a place for you. See, he was setting us up for St. John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. That whatsoever, your everything is his anything. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, watch this, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. When, I, when you help me pray for my granddaughter, the Father just got glorified. And then Jesus said, if you shall ask anything. Now that takes it into the realm of the spiritual, the physical, the financial, because anything means anything. He says, I will do it. Don't be worried about praying amiss. The Holy Spirit is a comforter, but he's also a corrector. He will correct things and work things for you. Don't worry about greed. You're not a greedy person to start with. Don't allow that to come into your mind. You let God do what he wants to do. Your everything is his anything. I expect none of you to have financial trouble or sickness. We just prayed. And if two of us agree, look how many people in this building agreeing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So God is so true, and his word will not return void. Think about that. See, that's another statement. I just go, wow. I can believe that, Lord. So I grow daily on that. I speak that word to you. You're starting a fast. That's great power. Satan's nervous. You're going to shut him down. He, he'll drive 100 miles just away from this place just so he don't get around here if he can help it. Because you'll shut him down every time, not some of the time. It's been a high honor to all my partners and friends that watch me and that support this ministry. Thank you. We are reaching people changing lives one soul at a time. God has been so good and gracious to us. So I will not forget you. How many times I'm flying that plane, I think about this place, I think about my partners in Ohio and different places. I said, oh Lord, you're never a day without prayer. I pray a 36 and 100 fold and a thousand time return for each and every one of you, spiritually, physically, and financially. Hallelujah, what a blessing. And I'd like you to pray one more prayer, you know, at your privacy of your own, when, you, you know, when you're home or whatever, when you do your devotions. Pray for Jesus to come in our lifetime. Wouldn't that be wonderful? We'd be the generation that wouldn't see death. Now that would be the miracle of all miracles. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Why not? I mean, I, I love being here, but I can't wait till I get to, to get heaven because I can go into space then. I love space. My destiny is 14 satellites. 
seven low orbit and seven high orbit, six billion dollars. That's where I'm going to. That's what I'm believing for. Totally unbelievable, impossible, yet doable. Because God spoke it to me. Took me outside when it was dark and said, look up. And I went, what? He said, no one owns space, Jesse. Whoever gets here first. I've been believing that for about 10 years. Elon Musk is trying to get there now. I'm going to beat him to it. Now I'll put the gospel on where no one can ever, ever be able to take it off. And it won't cost any preacher any money at all. I know how to work those figures. But it's going to cost the heathens a lot. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. That's true. Thank you once again. Give Jesus a hand clap as Pastor Peter Dozek comes.